Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Thoughts by DeVille. DI, the podcast, your favorite podcast. I'm your host, DeVille. DI, welcome to all the new listeners, and um, welcome back to everybody that frequents the show. First and foremost, I know by now, you guys that uh, have been rolling with me for a while, I probably like DeVille. DeVille, what happened to the show coming out every day? It used to be coming out every day. Well, <clears throat> I did make a little change to the format. Um, I've been releasing show. I released shows last week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And this week, I plan on doing the same. Um, basically, just because I needed a little bit of a break, but I didn't want to take a full break. Like I didn't want to stop putting out shows or going to just doing once a week. So I decided, you know, I'll skip a day give you four shows every week and you know we'll go from there i'm not saying that that's just how it's gonna be from now on but that's just what i'm doing right now you know you get a little burnt out and i also feel that you kind of kind of run thin on topics and things like that when you're um trying to put out content daily on a daily basis because, like I said, it's not like I, just, I have a team of people that are um, sending me content or pulling up topics and saying, hey, you should talk about this. So, sometimes it does get hard and it gets wearing and it wears on you a little bit. Cuts into some of your personal time, you know, trying to do a show every day. So, I just revamped the schedule for a little while and, you know, it is what it is. But I'm hoping that it may, is that it's actually making the content better i feel like it's making the content better because i have a that day in between shows to actually process things and you know get fresh ideas and it's not like i'm just constantly rushing trying to put something together just to have something to talk about every day but enough of that man let's move on uh <laughs> i got a story to tell so uh i went after the work today I stopped by my favorite, well, not really my favorite gas station because I used to live by this place called the Lucky Store, Lucky Food Mart, Lucky Food Mart. I love that place. I'm I'm the type of guy that always gets to know the uh, my corner store guy. The relationship that you have with your corner store guy is very important because, you know, when you frequent a store like that, There'll be times where you, you do something goofy, like leave your wallet at home or something. And they're like, oh, you know, just pay me later. And that's a beautiful a relationship to have. But I used to love the Lucky Food Mart. And my daughter loved the Lucky Food Mart, man. It was, uh, she, we've been going there. We was going there from, since she was like little. We walked there and, you know, the guy knew me, the guy knew her. It was pretty cool, man. We left a lot of memories behind at that old apartment, but advancement right but <clears throat> that's neither here nor there so i stopped by my uh my new corner store and um to grab some beer because i am a beer drinker i'm a drinker period i like whiskey 
I like cognac. I like vodka. I like beer. And when it comes to my beer, I don't have a favorite beer per se. I used to be real heavy on Yangling. I liked Yangling for a while. And then I moved to uh, just kind of experimenting and trying different types of beers. IPAs and things like that. Expanding my palate. So I stopped at my store to grab me a six pack. So I can knock a couple cold ones back while I play Division 2. Get home. And when I, when I get to the store. Let me tell the story right if I'm going to tell it. Huh? I get to the store and there's a. I notice that the the cooler where the beer is normally kept is empty. So I'm like, wait a minute, they don't have any beer. I look over to my right and I see all the beer. I mean, they had these little small Budweiser coolers that had like some Tall Boys and some Mike's Hard and stuff like that. But the majority of the beer that was left was on these little racks sitting out and they were warm. So I looked through it. And I see something I believe was called Jekyll Island, like a Jekyll Island beer. It was local Georgia uh, brewed and bottled beer. So I was like, I'm going to get this one a shot. So I grab it, uh, pay for it. I get to the house, and I don't immediately dive in because, like I say, it was it was warm. It wasn't refrigerated, so I had to let it cool off. So I went to put the bottles in the refrigerator, and I noticed the bottles was dusty. So I'm washing the bottles bottles off and sticking them in the fridge and I drop one and it hits the floor, but it doesn't break. But, you know, it hits on the bottom. So that pressure caused the beer to start coming out of the sides. And I'm like, snap. So in an effort to save this beer, I grab a mug and, you know, I, I, I grab my mug and my bottle opener. And I crack the bottle. I crack the bottle open and I'm pouring the beer into uh, my mug and as I'm pouring it, I'm noticing that it was just pouring kind of funny. So I'm like, hmm, well, whatever. I throw it in the uh, trash, grab a couple pieces of ice, and I throw it in there. So I'm like, I'm, a, I'm not going to let this beer go to waste. So got my beer in my mug, sitting down, watching uh, Undisputed, get my kind of relaxing a little bit before I start messing around with this video game. And then it crossed my head. It was like, that beer maybe old now for those y'all don't know and i didn't know this until i started working in retail um beer does expire beer expires beer has an expiration date a best buy date now the thing about beer is it doesn't go bad in a way that's like gonna make you sick it really more more or less affects the taste because after the the beer is fer uh, fermented. It doesn't create any type of, what do they call them, pathogens or something. I don't know. But it doesn't create anything that's going to really make you sick. I mean, at the worst, you'll get you have an upset stomach. It's not nothing that's going to lay you out or send you to the hospital. But the beer will start, the taste of the beer, you know, the quality of the beer lacks. So I'm like, wait a minute. Something might be wrong with that beer. Just I was just sitting there looking at it and... It just looked funny to me. So I get up. I go grab a, a bottle and look at it. Bro, this beer expired January of 2017. 
Yes. For those of y'all that might be living in an alternate universe or just not keeping up with the times or just not thinking about what I said or have listening, January 2017, it is now currently May the 22nd of 2019. This beer is two years old. Two years past the expiration slash best buy date. So I'm like, oh, hell no. That was my best imitation of that. But because I would have played the clip, but I really don't want to get sued for copyright infringement. So take it or leave it. So I'm like, what the hell? Now, I know that in the state of Georgia, at least, there are some pretty strict, like, alcohol laws. And a lot of times, if you have to return alcohol, they can't take the alcohol back for certain companies. I don't know if it's certain companies or whatever, but I know a lot of companies will not take the alcohol back if you say that, it, you know, it tastes funny or it's expired. They'll replace it, but they don't take it back, that open bottle. Because, you know, open containers are kind of illegal in certain ways. So, I was like, I don't really know how he's going to handle this, but I'm taking it back. I grab it. I empty out the bottle. Well, the bottle's already empty, but I go and I find that uh, air, the the sixth bottle, the one that I had thrown in the trash. Because I'm like, I'm taking all the bottles back. I put the bottle back in the thing. I take it up there. And I was like, we got a problem, bro. It's what? I have a bottle in my hand. I put it up there, and he's like, we look at it, and that bottle didn't have a date on it. So I was like, hold up. I went back to the car, and this time I bring in the whole six-pack. And I said, look at this, man. It's twenty. It's uh, 2017. It's the date on this. And look on his face was just like, damn. Because me and this guy have a pretty good rapport. We have a pretty good relationship, um, customer and um, um, provider relationship. So I was like, yeah, man, it's 2017. He looks at it. He's like, hey, um, okay, uh, I'll take it back. You can, if you want more, something else, you get something else. You want your money back, get your money back. So I was like, cool. And I go, um, and I end up getting some Budweiser Copper Lager uh, Age on, what does it say? Aged on barrel, aged on barrel leaves, Jim Bean. I hadn't tried this before, so I was like, I'll try that. So I grab it and I'm like, Hey, is this the same? Is price? What? He was like, Don't worry about it. Just take that. And he was like, You know, I'm sorry. Got it. Got outside. Look, bro, it's no big deal. This stuff kind of stuff happens. You know, what I mean, as long as we're able to make it right. And he was like, Cool. Now I know a lot of people would have showed their pure ass behind something like that, but it's stupid. I probably would have talked a little smack if he didn't want to do anything to make it right, but he made it right without any type of problems or argument. Shout out to Jay up there at the uh, gas station. That's my boy. Let's take a little break right quick, and we're going to get right back to business. Now, man, look, I'm just going to come out right and say it. Have you ever heard of consensual rape? Yeah, I said that. Consensual rape. Consensual rape. Meaning that this person gave consent 
to be raped like consensual sex like they agree to being raped now this is a legislator uh in uh, missouri i believe i'm just gonna let you listen to what he said i'm just gonna i don't normally play clips but i'm gonna let you hear what he says if i have to take it down and not just end up taking it down person's taken reports of rape I've taken reports of incest. I uh, have been involved in those investigations, and there's many different levels when we talk about those things. Let's just say someone goes out and uh, they have, or, or they're raped, or they're sexually assaulted one night after a college party. Because most of my rapes were not the, the gentleman jumping out of the bushes that nobody had ever met. That was one or two times out of a hundred. Most of them were date rapes or consensual rapes, which were all terrible. What the hell is a consensual rape? Now, this is something that grinds my gears that touches me on a personal note because I have a very, 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 very close family member to me that was raped. I have a friend, a female friend, that two female friends actually that told me that they had been raped. And as just a normal thinking man in society, I myself with my low-level community college education, know and understand that there is no such thing as consensual rape. Nobody has given you permission to take advantage of them and to take their bodies. That would be like consensual robbery, like somebody consented to you coming and taking all their money, like saying someone consented to you breaking in their houses. Like somebody consented to aggravated assaulting you. Nobody is cool with that. What the hell? And this is all behind the um, another state pushing that one of those uh, strong uh, abortion bans. They want to ban abortions after eight weeks. And that's like that's that, that time frame. Like a lot of women don't even know that they're pregnant during that time frame. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just, it, it's crazy to me that the extent that some people will go to try to uh, get back in and try to get their point across and try to get people on their side of consensual rape, really? That's, and see, that's my problem. That's my problem with politicians and businessmen. I definitely have a problem with politicians and businessmen when you will take terminology or ideas and twist them and bend them until they match your agenda. Some things just don't go together. And consent and rape in no way in any universe go together or are the same thing. <sighs> that was me breathing hard in disgust. Oh, by the way, man, I just thought about it. Just thought about it. I had a call in from Kelly D's from Embrace Black Podcast. Um, and she was commenting on my episode where I talked about the uh, abortion bans. And basically, to paraphrase what she was saying was that the the abortions were, it wasn't about religion or anything like that. It's about population control and getting the population to a certain number that's what she says it's all about and <clears throat> in this day and age i don't think anything is too far-fetched 
uh, when it comes to these type of theories because we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot stranger things that probably at the time where they came about, people said, no, there's no way they did that. Let's think about smallpox blankets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Miss Evers boys. If you don't know Google, I'm not going to explain it all to you. Or maybe I will in a later episode. Google Miss Evers boys and find out what they were doing to those guys. What type of experiments they was uh, pulling on those young men. So, yeah. It wouldn't be too far-fetched to me. I know there's always an agenda behind everything that is done. That is something that an old uh, 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 old, uh, old guy told me one time, man, uh, at a meeting. We're having a men's meeting, and, you know, he was just giving us life, um, like life advice. And he told me to, he told not just me, but he told us that to always remember that everybody has an agenda. And sometimes that agenda involves you, uh, meaning that, they may need you. They may be doing something that they need to have you on their side or your uh, actual physical help or your mouthpiece pause to accomplish what they're setting out to do. So they do the they'll do the the bait and switch, or they'll twist the words, or they'll they'll preach to something that they know you feel strongly about to get you on their side to fulfill their agenda and they tell you told us to always be aware of that and to always be watching and trying to you know uh, uh get an understanding of what a person's agenda is when we're involving ourselves in the situation so like i said i don't think it's too far-fetched that there could be some underlying agenda behind the abortion ban that doesn't have to do with pro-life or you know uh, um feeling that is goes against biblical morals or so and so on so on and so forth and where but you know what that's enough of that because y'all didn't come here for that did you did you maybe you did but i think y'all came here for some discipline and that's what i'm going to give you the discipline for today man there's a couple of them that i wanted to touch on but i have to choose and pick one in particular so what i'm gonna run with today is be disciplined enough to operate in honesty and transparency see a lot of people what I've realized is when asked a question, when opposed with a question that they don't know the answer to or that they don't want to reveal the answer to, they start dancing. They dance all around the question. And as my friend said, we were talking about this earlier, and as he said, they give you, because I was having trouble articulating my thought they give you a response not an answer a response in other words you say hey how are uh, how are we going to get the budget in order for this quarter 
And instead of saying we're going to do X, Y, Z, and that should hopefully pull the budget together to uh, meet our goals, they'll go into this whole spill and it'll have uh, the budget involved. <laughs> the term budget will be used and they'll go all around the world and and give you a three-minute spill but what they didn't do was give you an answer that's called deflection i think they're deflecting away from the question there they don't have an answer so they don't want to give you an answer so instead of giving you an answer they give you a response they respond to your question and to people who aren't really engaged or paying attention it'll slip past you because you feel like they answered the question but then when you actually sit down and think about it, it's like he didn't even answer that. And people, everybody's not as naive as we think they are. And there are people out there who see right through this game. They know this game. They probably use this game. Some people are because, like, I've had training in interviewing and interrogation techniques. So what also comes with, the, uh, being trained to have the ability to successfully interview and interrogate people is being trained to have the ability to counteract interrogation. See what I'm saying? So not only is questioning people an art form, but being able to avoid answering questions is an art form too. You'll see politicians do it. You'll see, you know, your boss will do it. People who are who do a lot of talking, who have to do a lot of speaking engagement type of things, they usually get very good at dancing around the question. But, but due to the fact that there are people who can see through this, you will gain a whole lot more respect and your integrity level, the level of integrity that people perceive you to have will rise up if you just have enough discipline to say, I don't know. It'll take you a long way. It'll gain you hella ground. See, people are afraid to say, I don't know, because they feel like people will look down on them or feel like they don't know how to do their job. But there are moments in your life, especially during your career, that you're just not going to know the answer to the question you ask. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. And it will, it, it gives you a common ground with people. It gives you something in common it normalizes you to people especially people that you are um you know higher on the food chain then and it makes them relaxed and it makes them not afraid to bring uh, issues to you because they know or they feel like you're honest with them take this information do with it whatever you will but remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today either way you made a difference, my friend. I hope you got your breakfast because you're going to need it while you out here getting shit done. Thank y'all for tuning in to DeVille DI. Thoughts by DeVille DI, the podcast. I love y'all and I'm out of here. Peace.